You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello and welcome to this edition. And uh, this edition, I am joined once again by Nick, who hopefully won't have any technical issues because he's decided to not upload his terabytes of pirated videos <laughs> via LimeWire. That's not true. <laughs> That's not what he was doing. That's not what he was doing. But uh, well, let... I was uploading videos, but they weren't pirated. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Nick realised after the event that he was uh, transferring a lot of his church videos um, via his machine from the church to his machine and onto uh, storage drives, backup drives, weren't you? And uh, obviously that was sucking up all your bandwidth. Yes, I was also I was also sending videos down to church as well. So it, I think it was my it was my upstream bandwidth that was a problem when I checked it on uh, speed test it was said it said i got about 0.4 megabits <laughs> per second oh dear. so not surprisingly um not surprisingly why i kept on saying i don't, I don't think nick's there anymore <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I think nick's dropped off there we go never mind these things happen and uh actually Nick did realise uh, shortly after he said he was, we we said he was going to leave, and I would do a solo show, and he uh, he did actually message me saying, "I've figured out what the problem is. I can come back on if you like." But by that point, I'd uh, gone into solo mode and was uh, merrily off on my own thoughts and not looking at the computer screen. So I failed to see the message until after I'd finished <laughs> recording, which yeah. is totally not my a fault. problem. Well, there we go. No, we not go. a problem. Not a problem. So we're here this week, and of course, this week we are mostly going to talk about what we thought of the Scary Fast um, event and uh, how our slash my predictions panned out. So, um, what did you think of it, Nick? Did you did you watch it live or did you watch it later? Uh... No, I did. I stayed up and watched it. Um, so yes, there was a bit of an argument of whether it would be at twelve. 12 wasn't it or, or whether it would be 11:59, or whether it was going to be 12:59. yes but, uh we'd we'd miscalculated because of course our clocks had gone back and the american clocks hadn't yes um so we were we were seven hours difference and and therefore it was 11:59 here um but yeah i stayed up and watched it um i sort of wished i hadn't really because <laughs> Personally, I didn't really think there was much to announce. I mean, yeah, look, some new chips, they're faster than the old ones. And here's some computers that we put them in. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't... The fact that it was only half an hour just shows that they hadn't actually got that much to announce. No, um, I, I don't so. Think I, so. I'm, I'm not sure whether it warranted a... I suppose because it was new chips and everything, but... Uh, no, for me, it was yeah, not not really worth it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm really pleased that Apple continue to launch great bits of kit and they're still still innovating and all that stuff. But I wasn't very excited. 
I, I mean, I wasn't going to buy a new Mac anyway, but no. um, <laughs> that, that might have something to do with it. You know? it. Yeah, but I wasn't terribly excited by it. I must admit, it was a, a bit, a bit. Uh, I mean, it was done very professionally, as it always is. As always, yeah. They had the um, they had the sort of swooping intro with you know bats and clouds and. Um... Oh yes, so there was a little bit of uh, yes Halloween thrown in. For good measure. Nobody, you know, nobody was in costume. Uh, what was it? I can't remember. One of the podcasts I was listening to said they were bitterly disappointed that nobody appeared even momentarily in costume, you know, if they'd appeared <laughs> dressed, you know, dressed as Dracula or something, and then poof, were back in their normal clothes, you know. But um, that was that. I mean, they all wore dark clothes, and it was all very dark. And they did. Did you notice there was sort of creepy music playing in the background? <laughs> yes, um, and yeah. other bits and bobs. So, you know, they did make a nod to it. They did make a nod to it. But um, I, I think it was Carl who described the event as scarily fast, as it was only about thirty-one minutes long. They did sort of bounce <laughs> through it. Um, uh, and who who is it down in the lab? Is it Johnny down in the lab? Um, I can never remember his name. Anyway, uh, yeah, he he I did can, say no, I can't he did say welcome to my lab in a sort of uh, <laughs> down in the yes, dungeons. I um, yeah, but yeah, uh, new chips M three as predicted. I well, I was surprised, although it had been mentioned as a possibility that they launched. You know the 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 base M3, the, whole, the Pro, and the Max all at once, um, all together. Yeah, seemed to be quite a lot of emphasis on on GPU, didn't it? In yes, the whole thing, the whole thing. Well, because the new, um, you know, it's based on the A17 Pro cores, which now um, feature ray tracing and uh, whatever it was, something shading, uh, acceler hardware accelerated. Um, yeah, graphics, gaming stuff. stuff, gaming stuff, gaming mostly. Stuff. <laughs> well, mostly, yeah. but of course, as they said, if you're doing, you know, deep 3D imaging or uh, various other things, looking at medical uh, scans and things like that. Um, so, yeah. you know, all nice. Again, as these as these products, and in this case, the chip line uh, uh, materials, you can't expect, you know, massive quantum leaps every step. Um, I think part of the problem they're going to have, you know, is 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 this sort of incremental change thing means that uh, uh, when you think back to the last several announcements, uh, particularly software wise, they're often introducing stuff that isn't that is hidden, that isn't obvious, that isn't in your face. And I, I just think that. If they're not careful, they'll get into a position where they have an unwieldy monster again. Yes, uh, where the where the software has got got so much functionality, but of you know of which most people use about one percent. Mm. Um, but but you know, I suppose that's just the nature of software development. That's often the case as software matures. Yeah, you know, feature creep or whatever is. Uh... Always something. I mean, Apple like to say they, you know, they say no to a lot of things. But um, the chips themselves, I thought, were quite interesting. Uh, I noticed they compared mostly. They they were comparing it against the M1. Um, yes, I've heard various, you know, suggestions as why they were doing that. Some people were saying, oh well, it's masking the fact that it's not as much faster as the M2 as you know you might want to say. But it seemed to be 
when they did, they put it up on the graphs, and it usually seemed to be 15 to 20% faster than the equivalent M2. Um, yeah, it makes me wonder whether um, whether the, when they look at the demographic of what people have bought over the last few years, that the vast majority of normal people, shall we say, yes. have M1s. And it's it's, it's simply that, 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 that they... They know an awful lot of people have got M1s, and what they want to know is how much faster is it than that M1? Yes, I, I, rather I, than the uh, rather than the M2s, which fewer people are going to have. You know? Yes. Also, I think I do think that if you've got not for everybody, obviously there are people who you know for whatever reason want as much power as they can get hold of, and immediately a new, better chip comes out, they're going to buy it. But as you say, most normal people, I think, are going to be, you know, people keep machines three, five, seven years. So, I mean, the M1s came out, what, three years ago, give or take? Um, Yeah. It's not like we're in the the beginning of computing, is it, where when you have a new chip, it means that now you get more colours. Yeah, or yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or or when this line draws, it doesn't take half an hour anymore. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Those of us who remember, you know, and when a new chip family or a new chip series came out, it would be, you know, a hundred percent faster and uh, you know all that sort of thing. So no, it's it's not. And the M1 was such a quantum leap forward. Yeah, it was. And, and they're still achieving. I, I mean, I think I probably said when the M1 came out, you know, and people have said, "Won't it be fantastic when we see the M2 and the M3?" And I was thinking, "Well, yeah, but we're never going to have that quantum leap again." Well, no, I'll never say never, but, no, but... but we're unlikely to get another leap like that. All we're going to see is incremental changes. And to be honest, you know, thirty percent improvement on some things is really good. That's yeah, still I mean, quite significant. They're still making fairly significant advances. I mean, you know, they're talking about fifteen to twenty percent if you go from a you know an M two to an M three, which is which is pretty good. Um, yeah. And then of course we had the um, you know they talked all about it. There's the thing with the dynamic caching, which. Even a lot of people who seem to know more about these things than I do seemed a little bit um, unsure of how it was supposed to be working, but it seemed to be something to do with uh, memory allocation in the GPU and saying that threads traditionally are allocated as sort of the maximum amount of space they're likely to pull. And right. um, yeah. with this new dynamic caching, the idea is that they can be allocated the amount of memory they require at the time. Although nobody seems to be sure if that means main memory or some sort of, you know, in the GPU caching or or what. But um, apparently it's completely transparent to everybody apart from chip engineers. So it's more black magic. It just, it's better. <laughs> yeah. It's more efficient yeah. and better. Take our word for it. So that's, uh, well, that sounded, you know, interesting um and then we had obviously there was the the standard m3 uh which they put into the um they put into that imac which was otherwise unchanged which i guess wasn't really a surprise we all said beforehand that the imac was definitely in need of a refresh um yeah and they've jumped over the m2 uh 
why not? They're Apple. They can do what they like. And um, <laughs> indeed, seems like a you know seems like a perfectly reasonable thing to do. They didn't change anything else. No new colours. They didn't even put USB C in the peripherals. Um, some people appear to be really upset about that. Although mostly in the podcast I've listened to, it's people who had no intention of buying a new a new <laughs> iMac whatsoever, but simply because, oh, well, I could I could then buy new USB-C peripherals and throw my other ones away, which is like, really? Are you really that bothered about having to have a lightning cable <laughs> on on your desk? Um, so that was, that was the iMac. And um, quite tellingly, I noticed that they made a big thing of the 24-inch iMac is a perfect sweet spot whether you're coming from a 21-inch iMac or a 27, which kind of implies, yeah, if you're looking for a bigger iMac, uh, tough. It ain't happening. Yeah, Suck when you up. say when you say something's a sweet spot, it means we can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't be bothered making a 27-inch one, so just live with it. <laughs> I, I think I suspect that they, with the, you know, the the studio and the... Um, fact that you can yeah. get a, a pretty powerful That's mini. Yeah. What the mini go up to? Is it do? Is it M three and Pro, or uh, or well, you know, M series and then the M, M Pro, or is yes. it? Yes, doesn't doesn't yes, come I with. I think it does. Don't think the mini supports the Max, but it, I so I think then effectively what you've got is M three mini or will be not not now is it currently M two but yeah M series mini. M Pro Mini, M Max Studio, M Ultra Studio. I think that's yeah. how it runs. Um, and I think they're very much pitching those two desktops and their expensive but incredibly good quality uh, display um, as yes. the as the replacement. And to be honest, if you're you're, if talking... you're spending a lot on your computer, you're going to have a decent display with it, aren't you? Yes, so... and also I think. That configuration, if you were thinking about buying a large iMac and specking it up enough to what most people would consider being a, you know, pro level machine, you'd probably be spending that anyway. And the bonus of having a separate small desktop, you know, if you're putting it on your desk, really, do, you know, are you really that bothered? Um, hmm. I think the people who, who really like iMacs are probably you know, home users and uh, the people who like to put them in offices, you know, where they look yeah. look nice. Um, maybe so, maybe so. I, 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 think that, I think there's a whole level of people who um, like the real estate of, a, of the 27-inch. Oh, um, yes, very much. I, I'm not sure whether you'd call them pro users necessarily. They just like it. The, I mean, my brother's got a 27-inch, and he's had it a good number of years. It's uh, an Intel-based one, and um, but he still loves the screen itself. He thinks it's brilliant. Um, I, I think it's a little – I think I'm a bit disappointed, not, as again, not because I was going to buy one, but I just thought the 27-inch was such a good machine. I'm a bit sad to see it go. Yes, they're not gonna, you know. I, they're not going to make it. I, I am. I, I thought that was a wonderful machine. No. Um, but there you go. But they had become, but they had become very expensive as well. I mean, buying buying a twenty seven inch iMac was a you know a reasonably oh, yeah. substantial sum, wasn't it? Even, and, even a base one. And of course, since they um, 
were no, they're no longer able to be used as a screen when they're past their sell-by date. Yeah. Um, because the target screen mode went away. Um, That's true. Yeah. Which I believe there is a, t- a technical uh, problem with that. Something to do with the right. um, something to do with the technology that they use rather than what they used previously, which could accept a you know input yeah. from somewhere else. I, I don't know the details, but. They, Apple didn't just take it away out of spite. There is a uh, no, I'm sure they didn't. No, there's, there's no. a technical reason why that. It's something to do with Thunderbolt, I think, but I, I could be wrong. Oh uh, right. Some somebody okay. did talk about it on a podcast, and it was like, ah, I see. But that's why. So you know that does again limit the usefulness of um, of a machine like that if it's somewhere where it might need to be refreshed or you know. Yeah. Having so, said that, my my original twenty four inch iMac was brilliant. <laughs> oh yeah. So I expect twenty four inches is fine for an awful lot of people. And oh that's yeah. Probably what basically what they're saying. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know. Um. So so that was the you know the M three iMac, and then um basically all the rest was um MacBook Pros. MacBook Pros. Yeah. Um. I did say beforehand that it seemed a bit quick to be, you know, upgrading the Air. Um, yes. I'm sure the Air and the Mini uh, and all the rest will, you know, will get the M3s, you know, within a reasonable period of time. Um, I Yeah, I mean, it's quite, prob- quite probably in 12 months' time. <laughs> so. I would say less than that. I would say less than that. I would expect them to probably do that sometime in WDCC. Yeah, or 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 in even in the spring. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Without knowing the technicalities of of you know that how much retooling has to take place and all that kind of thing, I've I've no idea how complicated that is. No, I suspect it's not that difficult. I would suspect that it's not a huge effort. It might have something to do with the fact that having launched three new chips, um, when a lot of people were still saying um, there's constraints in the supply line because they're so new, that rather than putting it into their biggest selling machines, which is where they've, you know, they launched both the M1 and the M2 in the sort of starting with the the Mini and the Air. That's a good point. You know, are they... A, saying, look, these are the pro machines and we're giving them a, a boost. And B, starting with machines which will not shift in... Huge numbers. Well, you know, they'll shift, yeah. up, you know, but by proportionately, not the volumes that the Mini and the Air uh, Maybe. Do. No. Maybe. Um, so... It's a, it's a big job for any company to release across its whole product line, all in one go. <laughs> Even if your product line isn't that huge. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, so when I thought about it after the event, I thought, well, it, I can see some logic in that. And you're concentrating basically on the, the MacBook Pros and saying, here is a new chip and these are the machines it's in. And look how shiny and lovely it is. And um, it's going to get, you know, great benchmarks. And it's going to attract a lot of attention. Um, and and the the consumer machines, barring the iMac, you know, only relatively recently had a refresh to the M2. So, 
Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it kind yes, of it made some seem... sense. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. But that was about it, pretty much, wasn't it? Mm. That's about what we got. Uh, which was which was fine, but uh, yeah, I was hoping that was, I was hoping it would be a little bit more interesting. But yeah, there you go. I mean, I I found it technically interesting. I liked the stuff, you know, hearing about chips and whatnot. I've heard yeah. some um, podcasts saying they're confused about the the way the numbers work between the chips, but apparently. Um, the the main difference and why the the um, chips have different uh, memory bandwidths and um, like RAM amounts is because the M3 has two memory controllers, the Pro has three memory controllers, and the uh, Max has four. So they effectively go a hundred, a hundred and fifty, and two hundred megabits per second or whatever it is uh of memory bandwidth or whatever it was i don't know but it, yeah. it, it's one 100 150 200 and it it does mean that the pro uh works its ram in three banks which is why it has some slightly like not traditional computer number ram amounts and so on right um okay not being a chip designer, I don't know how that works, but that apparently is the explanation for that, that it, it's based on the number of memory controllers. And then, obviously, the other thing was they did away with the 13-inch uh, MacBook Pro, which was a bit of an oddity, a sort of hangover from the past, and introduced yeah. a new basic MacBook Pro with M3, which in some ways is still a little bit of an oddity because... It's more like a it's more like a ramped up MacBook Air. Um, the only difference being at the moment that the Air comes in thirteen and fifteen with M two, and the new one um, comes in the fourteen inch um, with M three. So that's a little bit slightly confusing at the moment. And the main thing you get with that is you get the HDMI slot, the SD card, and the slightly better screen. But um, yeah, I mean, Apple, are, of late, Apple have not pulled their punches when it comes to making things, com making the product line complex, have they? No. So we we do have complicated product lines and we just have to live with them, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, knowing which one to, re I mean, knowing which one to recommend to anyone, I mean, I, I, I would quite happily recommend an M1 uh, Mac Mini or Air or any of them, really. <laughs> you just, just go out and buy one. Make a choice. And buy yeah, one. make a choice. Because it make doesn't really matter. For the vast majority of people, you know, who cares? Just go for one. Yeah, <laughs> just pick one. I mean, the, I think it, you know, I mean, like my where my friend, um, my friend who had, um, he had an old iMac and a very old iMac at that. And um, yeah, he decided to you know what this is when the m1 uh macbook airs had just come in and yeah. he said to me i want to buy a new mac what should i get and at that point there was like no hesitation it's like getting get an m1 air spend your money on an m1 air and you won't regret it you know there's no need to, to buy anything more powerful than that because i know what sort of things he does with it um and it was like just buy an m1 air which he did and you know he's been very very happy ever since um so 
still yeah, that's, that's why i think that's why i think the m2s and the m3s are a bit arbitrary really as you say unless you're one of those people who needs the absolute cutting edge uh fastest possible um and you're doing specific sorts of work it really doesn't matter which one you buy no um, no not really pro- you probably won't be able to buy the m1 unless you buy it second hand so <laughs> so I okay. presume they've stopped. I presume they stopped selling the M1s when the M2s came out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, I assume that's the well, way. Well, no, it works. you could you could still get because um, they were still selling the MacBook Air M1. Oh, right, okay. Um, let me have a quick look. Mac, um, MacBook Air. Yes, you can buy MacBook Air M1, MacBook Air M2, also now in a new 15-inch model. So yes, you can buy an, you can still buy a MacBook Air M1. Um, for the equivalent of $999. Um, right. And I'm but, sh- uh, I mean, with, with most people, though, they're just going to go for the bigger number, aren't they? I mean, <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's how we've worked. That's how computers have worked for so long. Yeah, just go for the bigger number. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if you've got the money, go for the bigger number. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Apple kept the basic m1 air around so they can say you know starts from under a thousand dollars um yeah you're probably right yeah that makes sense to be to be honest the macbook air 13 inch m2 starts at one thousand and ninety nine dollars so these days i unless you were absolutely on a terribly tight budget you probably might as well get an m2 yeah um or get an M1 well, a couple of hundred hand. quid's a couple of hundred quid's of any money. So. Well, it's a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. So what's that? You know. Still, there we go. That's um, that's by the by. Uh, I expect, yeah, as, I say, as I say, go for the bigger number, which is yeah. usually the case. Yeah, I would expect the M1 uh, Air to disappear uh, whenever the M3 comes out. The M3 Air. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. But it does make it a little bit confusing over what to buy. I suppose if you go into a shop, you're probably going to see all the M3s on display. So yeah, um, on the whole, all the M2s. So and that was, as you say, that was pretty much it. Um, Indeed. No, you know, no massive changes other than the removal of the somewhat odd um, MacBook Pro which was the hangover from the previous MacBook Pro with the touch bar. So the touch bar is finally no more. Didn't make it, sorry. Um, I still contend that that was because they didn't put enough clout into it. Um, I just I just think it was... I just think it was... I still think it was a... We're not going to do a touchscreen Mac, so stop asking us, but we will put a touchscreen on it. Yeah. Uh, but, but will you... Uh, and it was sort of like a half-hearted attempt at... Yeah, and then we're it, not going. We're not going to do that because we've said we're not going to do it, and therefore we'll do this. And it ended up being a bit of a yeah, and a dead end, really. I think you know a lot of people just didn't like it. I think a lot of people who were touch typists and rely on the function keys, you know, yeah. coders and people didn't like the. There were some good ideas in it, and I've seen people who say, oh, well, you know, I've got a friend who does Filmic Pro or something, and you know, or, or Logic, and they've got touch, you know, a, a touch bar Mac, yeah. and they fly I mean, around I mean, it. But... I mean, if if you asked me what what would I like Apple to do that they've never done before, 
I'd like them to produce a really good touch display, not 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 with Mac OS on it, but with some dedicated OS for for a, a touch display. Uh, but but behind it is Mac OS, as it were, because mm. um, I think Apple would do a really good job of that, and I think that would be pretty cool. And particularly if you're the kind of person who um, who has a reason for drawing on screens and things and and whatever, it, it, I probably would never buy it. But I just think it would be really cool. Yeah, uh, but, but uh, yet again, I don't think it's something that's even in their wheelhouse. I just, just don't think they're interested. So. No, I don't. I mean, and you know, the the fact that's that just they, me being they a never put, of fancy. They never took the you know they never took the touch bar and put it on a, a keyboard so you could use it with your desktop oh, Mac. That's true, and I think that yeah, when they didn't that produce a sounded its death knell before it had started. Pretty much, yeah, you know, it was kind of choked off at birth there because they didn't spread it beyond a couple of laptops and um that was the end of that really it didn't get just to, pr- just to prove that it doesn't matter how good a, a company you've got it doesn't mean all your ideas are good <laughs> no exactly so um that was that was that one um and uh, overall i guess I enjoyed it. I was excited beforehand because obviously nobody knew what they were going to come up with. And um, I think I did sort of gasp slightly when they announced all three chips together. Um, You know, it's fairly obvious to me if you look at the configurations that they are going for. If you look at the M3 and the M3 Pro, you've got, you know, what they're obviously pitching as the consumer um m3 the sort of semi-pro although it's called pro because it is more powerful and it supports more ram and blah 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 um but it still has basically 50 50 um performance versus efficiency cores and then Mm. with with the max they've gone for um I forget the exact numbers now, but it's only about 25% efficiency cores, um, which says to me that, that they don't feel the people who are buying Maxes really care about efficiency cores, that they are going, you know, all out for they as just, much yeah, power they just as want they can as get. Much, as much power, yeah, that's probably right. So um, that, that was an interesting little um, sort of thing to look at, but... Um, Overall, very nice. You know, a nice refresh if you're in the market for a, a, a MacBook Pro. Yeah. And um, the new 14-inch MacBook Pro M3, um, it just, um, you know, it's now a nice unified, um, it's a nice unified setup. Um, MacBook Pro 14-inch available with M3, M3 Pro or M3 Max. Um, what about the 16-inch? Also, oh no, yes, the 16 inch is only available with the Pro or the Max. That doesn't surprise right. me. So it still leaves the bottom end MacBook Pro in a slightly odd position in that it's it it's not quite as pro as the other Pros, and in many ways falls falls you know somewhere somewhere around the same area as the MacBook Air 15 inch. So. Still a little bit of an oddity, but... Uh, well, I say, when you're producing so many different configurations, there's always a overlaps and... Yep, and... Um, some, some, sometimes you, ask, you have to ask yourself, do you, do you need the very latest, greatest, or do you go for something that's a little bit earlier, that, but that's more powerful, 
or yeah. equally as powerful. Equally or, as powerful. You know. I've, I've heard quite a lot of people saying that um, there are a lot of big companies who, you know, buy in bulk and they, you know, they want to buy a machine that says Pro in the name so that, um, you know, this sort of semi-pro MacBook Pro at the bottom of the range is likely to sell to them in vast numbers because it will still be cheap enough to be considered um, viable to bulk buy however many hundreds at a time. And um, yeah. so there we go. I don't know if that's true or not. I've read various rumours that that's a large part of um, what happens to the bottom-end Mac Pros. They go, you know, they're bought by corporates or their workforces and they refuse to buy airs because somehow they're not as good um there we are um just, and just been looking just been, look, been looking down that page i mean that figure is just eight, 18 trillion operations per second that's just bonkers <laughs> 18 trillion <laughs> flippity flops Lots and lots yeah, of flippity I'm not even sure what 18 trillion looks like. It's got a lot of zeros after it, hasn't it? <laughs> it has got a lot. <laughs> it's got a lot. Uh, what's that? 12, 12 zeros? I, I can't remember. Brilliant. I think it's 12 zeros. Anyway. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, a very large number. And the, I mean, the, just the number of transistors they squeezed in was, you know. Yes, mind-boggling. Mind-boggling yes. numbers of transistors. And what did somebody say? The transistors, you can pack 200 of them in the thickness of a human hair or something? Oh, yeah, there was something that I said during, yeah. About how tiny they are. It's just like... Because it's three three nanometer technology, isn't it? So it's yep. very, very small. They are tiny, Ridiculously tiny. Ridiculously so. Ridiculously small. Yeah. No. Oh, uh, dear. Um, so, yeah, that was that. Overall, I, I was quite excited beforehand. I was quite stunned by the fact that there were three chips. Uh, nice to see the iMac get a refresh. Um, yeah. Like I say, I was I didn't know what to expect when they did all pro MacBooks and nothing else. I would. I won't say I was disappointed. I mean, I'm not in the market for a MacBook Pro, so or even a new Mac at all. Obviously, um, at first I was a little bit like, "Hmm, strange." Seems strange, but the more I thought about it afterwards, I thought, "Well, there's probably I can see some logic in it, and I can see some possible logistical reasons behind it. Plus, it's a nice focus. It's like here's the M, here's the MacBook Pros, and they're all on M3." And they go good, better, best. So great. And as a range, that makes the MacBook Pro range very coherent. Um, and I think they're considering the MacBook Airs to be like a completely different market segment, which they may well be. For all I yeah. know, they they know they know yeah. these things. I don't. So um, that was that was good. Um, and then the other thing that happened this week. Uh, Nick was, of course, we had the, uh, what was it, fourth quarter. Fourth quarter um, earnings, uh, which we were looking at just before the show. And uh, as usual, Six Colours is probably one of the best places to go and have a look. Um, financial results and charts on Six Colours by Jason Snell. Um, and the fourth quarter of 2023, because their quarters are weird. Which, <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I guess it's like the tax year. Um, I think their quarters are slightly weird, even by by um, 
they're also different from most other people's. I assume it's something to do with when they were incorporated or, you know, whatever. Don't know how it works. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> no, I don't care either, really. It just means that they're sort of one quarter ahead, don't they? Uh, anyway, July, yes. August, September. Yeah. The company generated uh, $89.5 billion in revenue, um, which was down 1% from the same quarter last year. They're doomed. Um, doomed. Doomed, doomed, I say. You. Yeah, we're all doomed. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. I, I, I don't know if people remember this. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was the Mac Observer used to have a little thing in the website sidebar called the Apple Death Nail Counter. Which uh, was a little, it was a little thing. Which, whenever some analyst or or whatever wrote a piece pronouncing that Apple are doomed, it would click up by one um, from the you know from the um, from the days when people were always, oh Apple are beleaguered and doomed, and that was their death. Um, I don't <laughs> think anybody anybody's likely to say that Apple are doomed any time soon. Um, well, when they've only made twenty-three billion in profit, I mean, gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> profit was twenty-three billion um, for a quarter. I mean, come on, that's effectively six billion dollars per month in profit. That's um, yeah, it's mind-boggling. I mean, you know, they're making thirty billion revenue and raking out effectively six billion of that. So that's a that's a pretty good margin. To be honest, um, the Mac revenue was seven point six billion, which apparently was down thirty four percent on uh, year on year on the quarter. Not you know only on the quarter. And I was saying before the show, I'd have to look this up, but I think last year the M two Macs were released and would have fallen in the fourth quarter. Um, Whereas obviously this year the the M three machines that have just been announced won't fall you know they will fall in the in the first quarter in the next quarter yeah um which you know might have something to do with it uh, plus of course we all know that what with COVID everybody went mad and went out and bought you know well not went mad but lots of people went out and bought new kit um and you know that stuff takes a while to trickle through and um. Then we had the M series and people have been, you know, if you're on an M, even on an M1, I don't think there'd be many people on an M1 who feel the need to upgrade right now, even to an M3. I know, I think, I think I heard Guy Searle say that uh, if there was an M3 Mac Mini, he might be, you know, he might find his wallet crying in the corner trying to hide. <laughs> but uh, Maybe he'll be relieved about that. There wasn't one and therefore he doesn't have to <laughs> wrestle with fork his... Fork out for it. Doesn't have to fork out yeah. for it just yet. Um, the iPad revenue was down by 6.4 billion, which was... Oh, no, sorry, it wasn't down. It was 6.4 billion, down 10%. And iPhone revenue was forty three point eight billion, which was up three percent again quarter on you know quarter to quarter. Um, I I think overall Apple would be fairly happy with that. The only one that looks in the least bit um, concerning would be thirty four percent down on Max, but I'm sure uh, you know with the. But it has been. It has been. It has got a chart just under it showing the Mac revenue. It has been climbing fairly steadily. Yes, it has. For, and it's, then it's... for what? For uh, two years, three years, something like that. So since the M1 came out, 
they've been showing fairly strong growth. And now, now the M1 is fairly steady. Things are starting to settle back down again. I, I don't think that. If I was an analyst, I'd say I'm not really particularly worried about that. Things are just no. settling back down to a normal level. I, I think so. You know, I'm pretty sure that the M1 led a huge surge in uh, yes. max sales. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and now if you, if you look at the chart, it's actually, we're, not, we're just a little bit higher than we were in quarter one of whatever year that was. You can't tell on this, can you? Um, uh, wait, if that's this quarter for... 19, so uh, 20, okay, 20. So we're, say, Two, I'd three. say... Four years ago, four yeah. years ago. Yeah. I mean, we can so, see it, there's um, a distinct peak, you know, a couple of years ago. There is, yeah. So, and, then, uh, and then it's just settling back down to that level again. So I don't think, uh, I don't think Apple would worry about that too much. No. I don't think so either. So that that was that. iPads looks pretty steady. If you look at the graph for that, I would say that's yes. looks... In fact, a lot of these graphs look pretty steady, really. I mean, there's not nothing showing exponential growth, or, except the only one that's still showing strong growth is services. Yes. Which is now 25% of their income. Yep. So... Which is quite... Quite amazing, isn't it? And the iPhone uh, now makes up just less than 50%. It's at 49%, um, which is probably good. I think Apple are probably happy with that. I mean, at one yeah, point... Yeah, they're, they're more diversified now, aren't they? They're not relying so heavily on the iPhone. I mean, don't get me wrong, that's still a huge... If If that were translated into if that disappeared overnight they'd lose uh uh what 12 billion of profit (laughs) so uh yeah well it's probably not that easy i've just divided 23 by two it's probably not that simple is it well probably it's a it's a big chunk of their profit still but but they've got a much broader particularly with services services is holding up the uh and they knew that was going to be the case because the amount they pushed services a few years ago. Definitely. Um, so, yeah. And it's only going to get more, isn't it? I mean, with the advent of the um, – I still can't think what it's called. What's the new goggles thing called? Oh, the Vision Pro. The Vision Pro. With the advent of the Vision Pro, op- I mean, I think services are probably going to become even more into their own. Um, so we will see. We will see. So overall um... – and then, uh, I mean, the iPhone, 50%, I'd say that, or, you know, 49%. Because, I mean, at one point, when the iPhone really took off, sort of iPhone 4 period, you were looking at 66% or something of their revenue. Yeah. Which is the sort of thing that bank managers don't like. Don't put all your eggs <laughs> no, in one don't. basket. Don't, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket kind of thing. But um, sure, it doesn't quite work the same when you're a, you know, trillion-dollar global company but uh there we are but yeah most of the others look you know like they're fairly level um so i think apple will be happy with that i believe um overall uh quarter on quarter their overall um i believe their overall profit um was down one percent i think yes down one percent um, yes, neither here nor there, really. Neither here nor there. And a pocket change to... Uh, <laughs> you know. oh, I'll I'm have sure that pocket change. Well, I would take <laughs> that pocket change. Yes, I would, definitely. But um, 
I don't think anybody in Apple is going to be weeping into their, um, you know, skinny... Their, their corporate mug. No, they're gonna, <laughs> nobody's going to be weeping yeah. in their skinny, crappy, chappy, whatever, latte thing that they, they're drinking. <laughs> that everyone <laughs> drinks these days. Whatever it is, you know, skinny, no milk, this, that, and the other, whatever that is that Californians drink. It, uh, yeah. There we go. Uh, would you like to hear about... Um... My the the great uh, replacement modem saga. Yes, we would, we would indeed, because uh, obviously you were going to talk about it last week before it all went, <laughs> all went horribly a bit wrong, horribly wrong. It's all gone horribly wrong. <laughs> so cast your minds back several episodes, and I was talking about the fact that I'd decided that Virgin Media were getting far too expensive. And uh, instead, because I wasn't using live television hardly at all, and because I didn't need a home phone, I decided that I'd come away from Virgin Media and I'd go with um, uh, another provider on, on a 5G modem. And I ended up going with three in the UK. And I had problems from the off, really. It, what, there weren't major problems. Just several times every day, I'd be watching a video or looking at my phone, and suddenly I'd lose the internet. And this was very strange because it was just the internet. My Wi-Fi was working fine. I was just losing the internet. So uh, I put up with it for a while, and eventually it got, enough, it got on my nerves enough that I thought, oh, I'll contact uh, their, support, their support and see if I can get this sorted out. So I did so and got no joy, really. Um, they got me to try a few things, as they always do, you know, switch it off and on again <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, but to no joy, it was still doing the same thing. And I must have contacted three times. And eventually they'd get to the end of their script and they'd say, we can offer you a refund. And the last time I just said, look, I don't want a refund. I just, I just want it to work. Yeah. So I, I gave up at that point and thought, I suppose I'm just going to have to put up with this. This is a, Doing it this way is a lot cheaper than going with Virgin Media, but there are other options. Uh, so I decided that I'd do what I've always done in my life when I got really frustrated by these things and i wrote to the ceo i found out his name and i wrote to the ceo i emailed the ceo and said look this isn't good enough i'm not getting anywhere what are you going to do about it and um the same the next day here well i expect his secretary replied or his his personal assistant replied uh saying they were passing it on to their executive team and i've got a very nice lady uh, i'm trying to think what her name was now Oh, how annoying. I've forgotten. Never mind. Uh, I got a very nice lady and uh, she rang me. She emailed me twice and then she rang me and we had a chat about it. And I said what had been going on. I explained that, you know, I had worked in IT and I was fairly sure this was a this wasn't a signal issue, which is a lot of what the um, support people yeah. were saying. And that it was more of a uh, hardware or software issue. Uh, so she very kindly said, no problem, I'll send you a new modem. And I said, are you sending the same model? And she said, no, I'll send you a different model. So I waited, oh, no more than a couple of days, and it arrived, which I was very pleased about. And I got it out of the box and got the old modem. I had to send the old modem back with the same courier. 
So I'd already removed the SIM. I knew it was coming. I'd already removed the SIM. So I went to insert the SIM and I thought, oh, that's quite a big hole. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a nano SIM in the, in the other modem. And I tried to insert it and of course it wouldn't. Well, it would, but, it, you know, it's flapped about inside. Yes. And I thought, oh, dear, I think this is a different size SIM. So I had a look on the Internet and found out that it's actually a micro SIM. And I thought, oh, now I'm stuck because I've, now I've got no Internet. <laughs> oh, that's, that's something else that happened. She contacted me and said, I'm sending you a new SIM. And they've already activated it. And I thought, oh, no, that means that I get to disconnect it from my whole SIM. <laughs> <laughs> so I spent one evening without internet. It was like it was like I'd been cut off from the world. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And um, uh, anyway, in the meantime, I thought, I wonder whether I can find an adapter anywhere. I probably got one in the house somewhere, but I couldn't find one. So I got in the car and I drove down to Curry's. No, they hadn't got one. So I then drove a little bit further and went to. I tried um, on a business park near here, and they'd got. Um, They'd got O2, and they'd got a BT, and someone else. I can't remember who the other one was. Anyway, I went to the first two, and no, they, they'd not got an adapter. And then I went to O2, and o, they were very good in O2. He said to them, oh, I know what you mean. Hold on a minute. And he reappeared a couple of minutes later with a, a tiny little uh, adapter in his hand, and he said, there you go, no charge. Mm. I thought, oh, excellent. So I went home and plugged it in, and it worked. Everything came back to life. Uh, oh, yes, problem number two. So problem number two was that once I'd got the SIM in, my idea was I would just change the new modem to my old uh, SSID and old password, and then everything would just work. So I well, tried to would, put my old password. I, you would so think I chose, so, yes. You would think so, yes. So I chose the SSID, and I then put in the password. And what did it say? It said, I'm sorry, you need a character in this password. Mm. And I thought, that means I've got to change it all. So that was annoying. So I decided that what I'd do is actually set it up with the new with the new modem's default password and uh, and the default uh, SSID on, on, the, on the device itself. So I had to change all my passwords. <laughs> I, I came to uh, I came to doing my um, my uh, inverter for my solar system because remembering that I didn't originally set it up. So I, I then thought I've no idea what how to do this. How do I how do I change the, the Wi-Fi connectivity of this thing? So I contacted my um, installer. And I also contacted Give Energy, who owned the inverter. And all kudos to them. Within a couple of hours, I'd got an, a, a video from um, the uh, installer. And I'd got a PDF from Give Energy to explain how to do it. So, you know, all kudos to those two companies. Very quick turnaround. Um, the the uh, installer particularly had no real reason to be you know that quick in turnaround but they were so a kudos to them as well uh but i still couldn't get it to work and i couldn't understand why and that night i decided to give up um in fact i had to give up because at eight o'clock that's when i got cut off <laughs> and my internet no longer worked 
but I knew a new sim was on its way. So the new sim hadn't arrived. The new sim arrived the next morning, uh, and I had to go through the same rigmarole again. Got it all set up, and I managed to work out all I needed to do was reboot the uh, reboot the router to actually get it to accept for the um, inverter to seed, uh, and then that worked as well. So yeah, a little bit problematic. It wasn't exactly how I'd hoped. I'd hoped it would arrive. I'd plug the SIM in. I'd change the passwords back to my old password and away we'd go. Yes. Uh, but these sort of things never work out this way, do they? <laughs> <laughs> it's always a bit of a pain. Uh, um, I'm glad to say that uh, when we moved house and had the full fibre fitted here, yes, then it did just work like that. But then we didn't oh, change. Well, that's good. We just... Um, you know, they they came and they set it all up, and then I just got the router and went right. I'm going to change the SSID and I'm going to change the password to what it was before on the previous one, and uh, we were up and working. So that's that's the only problem, isn't it, with with companies that insist that you use certain protocols and 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 others don't. You know what I mean? If they all said you've got to have upper lowercase, you've got to have characters, you've got to have you know, a non-numeric, alphanumeric character. If they all said that, then we wouldn't run ourselves into these positions. But the previous modem didn't request it. Well, previous modem, its default password didn't include an, an alpha nu- a non-alphanumeric character. No. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of a pain. However, since then, it's worked pretty well. I'm not getting any dropouts, although I do occasionally in the evenings get the odd... Um, um, and my computer's decided to <laughs> to close the screen down. Hold on a second. Um, I do occasionally get um a, a, a whirly a whirly thing on on uh YouTube when I'm watching it. Usually early in the evening, so when everyone's getting home from work, just occasionally. But it it's on this occasion, it really isn't worth making a fuss about. No, it's I... uh, it's uh, uh it's hardly an annoyance, really. It's, that's uh, probably it's good enough and all the rest of the time i'm getting i'm getting a hundred just over a hundred gig down and about 10 to 15 gig up that's pretty so, which good. is more than adequate i mean we've got full fiber to the house so because it's a new build yeah. we have full, there's no copper at all it's full fiber direct to the property and we get uh we're on the 75 megabit plan yes um and we get pretty much 75 megabit. Whenever I do a speed test, it's usually sort of 73 to 76. What I was surprised, what I was surprised about is when I, when I got the original modem, um, if it had worked properly and not kept dropping out, it would have been good because I was getting as much as 500 megabits per second down. Blimey. Uh, and I was getting, I was getting 30 odd up. So, um, it would have been better to be able to hang on to the original, but I couldn't cope with it. Just every now and then, I'd think, "Oh, here we go again." Here we go. And again. when you've and I've got rid of, I've got, I haven't got a television um, because I got rid of the Virgin Media box. I can't receive. I haven't got anything that receives terrestrial te- television anymore. No. So I'm streaming everything. So I'm, I'm literally uh, on that night when I lost the internet, I lost the the modem. No. Spit it out, Nick. When yeah. the sim got switched off, <laughs> I ended up um, ended up streaming onto my iPad off my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you can't. But there you go. But there you go. That's the that's the dangers of going fully digital. 
It is indeed. <laughs> and do you um do you use any sort of box with your TV then, Nick? Do you have an Apple TV? No, no, I'm or? just stre- I'm just streaming everything. So if if I want to watch live television, I can I can get onto the BBC on the iPlayer uh, or ITV X. Yeah, no, I mean by um, by a box. Do you use? Do you just use the like built-in smart? Yes, yes. So that my projector has a has an Android um, Android TV interface. Right. Um, so I'm using that, and I've also got a um, oh, what's it called? The little gaming device. <sighs> I forget. Uh... I forget what it's called. That's also got an Android TV interface, anyway. Right. Um, so yes, I know it's, uh, it's got an Android TV interface. So, um, and I haven't got another TV in the house. So it, yeah, it's all digital. Yeah. Fully, fully brewed digital, my end. I mean, we've got, um, and I say, I, I have no home phone either now, so it's just all mobile phone. Yeah. Well, we're the same. I mean, I, we have no, no, uh, landline. Well, I mean, I suppose over fiber, it would be voice over IP anyway, really. Um, yes. We have we've got two TVs. Um, the one in the living room is a smart TV, yeah. but we we don't use the smart features on that because we've got an Apple TV 4K plugged into that. Right. Um, and we just use the the Apple TV box. And in the living room, we've got a not smart TV. At least I don't think it's smart. Um, can't remember now. But again, we've got an Apple TV. Um, the older Apple TV. HD, yeah. Um, I think it's the same. I don't know if it's the same as the 4K one or it's the one before that. Anyway, that still works, you know, pretty well. Although it, one of the, um, it's got a little hiccup sometimes where you start watching a program and there's no sound, and you oh. have to you have to back out to the like the Apple TV interface and move around the apps until you until it goes bong, and then you go back into usually Amazon be honest that does it oh i think i i think i used to get that with with because i used to have a, an apple tv um um the non 4k one the hd one and i think mine used to do that occasionally that must must be a must be a fault on those something and on those it, machines for some reason because i know the other thing that would happen is sometimes like you say you pause it to go and make a cup of tea and then you'd come back and press yeah. play and it would start playing and there's no sound. And sometimes if you rewound it, you know, go go back five minutes and then forward again and then the sound would come back. But other times the only way is to go out, you know, out of, out. Yeah. out of Amazon, click on Netflix, come out of Netflix, go, you know, make sure you've got sound somewhere else. I've found you don't need to do that, actually. If you just go to the interface and when you move across it goes bong, 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 you go that, back into Amazon and then enough. it... Yeah. And then and then the sound comes back, which is you know mildly annoying. But it, it it's it <laughs> it, yes. it also can do it like between programs. So if you're watching something on Amazon, we've had it where we're watching you know binge watching the series. Yes, and the, the like you know episode two will finish, and then it will say episode three will start in five, four, three, two, one, and then the next episode will come on with no sound, and it's like. All of the all of these interfaces have have weird quirks, don't they? So one of one of the problems I have with Android TV is that I can't use BBC iPlayer on it. Um, but when I do, it stops. So <laughs> it's playing a uh, it'll play for about two or three minutes, 
and then if you don't touch anything, it just goes. You just go to a black screen. So yeah. if you then touch something, it comes back on again and and plays as you know normal, and it does this a lot. So what I tend to do because I've got a Apple TV as well, is if I want to watch, <laughs> if I want to watch BBC iPlayer, I watch it on the Apple TV because I know that, <laughs> I know that it'll stay on. But for some reason, the, the Android one just won't play continuously. It's very strange. Very strange. And I don't know whether that's this, this particular device or whether that's common to Android TV. I no. don't know. Or whether it's a fault in the iPlayer when talking to Android or what. Yeah, it could be. Who knows? I mean, we have to put up with all these things. I mean, one of the annoying things about Android... Sorry, it doesn't really annoy me that much because, again, I've got an Apple TV, is Netflix. Netflix doesn't play natively on app, on Android TV. So, so, no doubt someone's had a discussion somewhere and they've fallen out and they oh, won't yes. talk to one another. You know, same as yeah. you know, every, everybody else is happy to put their stuff in the Apple TV app, um, except Netflix. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not that all I use... We want is, all we want is for it all to work together. No, I'm not using Netflix at the moment. That They've... They've gone off the boil, and I've seen one or two YouTubes about what the reasons they've gone off the boil. The reason they've gone off the boil is because the content they've got isn't very good. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Certainly not for me, anyway. I look at it and think, oh, I'm not very interested in that. Oh, I'm not very well, interested. I do, I, <laughs> no, I do, I do still watch um, Netflix a lot. The only, um, But as a result of that, I tend to not use the Apple TV app on the Apple TV. Right. I just watch yeah. things through the standalone app. So I go to Netflix to watch Netflix, Amazon Prime app to watch. Um, I've never, I've never could, I've never could, it always makes me just slightly annoyed as well, the way that when we have an Apple event, that you have to search for the Apple event on the Apple TV. Well, not, not physically search. I can't remember where you have to go now. I think you have to go into live TV or something called. Well, no. Now, the exact... how, but, how... but it's not obvious. It, it ought to be front and centre, shouldn't it? Well, it's no. I found out this, and I didn't re- remember this until about halfway through the show. I, I like the. It said, you know, I'd got my phone open on the page, so I knew when it started. Yes. And then when it said, you know, the music started playing, I thought, right, flick over to the Apple TV. And I was going like, you know, oi, S person, show me the Apple event. And it kept going, oh, do you need to go to apple.com or whatever? And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> so in a moment of panic, I thought, oh, what, what should I do? I'll just airplay it from my phone. I'll just airplay it from my phone to the TV and watch it yes. that way. Which perfectly fine. It's not a problem. Just airplayed it directly to the Apple TV. But I remembered about halfway through, and I thought, why couldn't I find it? Because they used to have a thing, Apple Events. They did, and, didn't they? And on yeah. the on the home screen, you used to press that. Then they moved that into Apple TV Plus. That's right. But now, I think last time, you have to go to the App Store and download an app for that event onto the Apple TV. Oh, do you so know, I you, can't remember. Hold on a sec. I'm sure you have to do something. like. Anyway, I didn't remember. And it was like, I just airstreamed. I just airplayed it because it's like, you know, I don't care. But <laughs> Yes, it's, um, it's just mildly annoying that it's not immediately. I mean, you would have thought being their pizza kit that they'd, they'd put it front and centre. Yeah, and I know. I remember last time I had trouble finding it. And you have to go. I think you have to go in the Apple TV. You have to go to the um, 
you have to go into the Apple TV app store. Uh, then... That's right. It's, it's under, no, it's in, it's in, it's, it's under watch now on the Apple TV. And now after the event, it's actually showing it. Yeah. <laughs> but during the event, you actually you have, have to click on watch now and then you can find it. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, you know, let me turn that off because it, it's now playing. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I should. I suppose I should know that it will be under watch now. But I, I don't know. I just somehow thought it would. It would just pop up right in front of you. So well, yeah, it used it to. Oh, know, look, there's an Apple event. <laughs> it used to. It used to be like on the what you know Apple event at such and such. Right watch in your now. face. Yeah, it's not now. <laughs> no, it's not. Which was like what? Why? What are you doing? I want to watch it, and I don't want to miss it. I want to watch it. I don't want to be faffing about trying to find it. That's right. So I just, I just went right, you know, air, airplay it and be done with it. So that was that. But um, yeah, we love you, Apple. Really, even yeah. though you annoy us greatly. <laughs> Sometimes you do some very <laughs> annoying things. Talking of Apple TV, Slow Horses is coming back. Yay! Yay! That's good. I like Slow Horses. I did it, like. It was one of those that was a little bit difficult to get into wasn't it there were the, the all the abrasive characters who just didn't get on with one another yeah. and you thought what the heck's going on here but it actually warmed up quite nicely i thought it did it did um it, it was yeah I, I think but yeah i did enjoy it and um it's I'm yeah glad that, it's coming that'll back. probably that'll probably persuade me to uh take out a subscription for a little while again then in that case and catch yep. up with a few things i think that'll uh that'll probably keep me on there for now i mean they've jacked their price up to nine quid which i really yeah. do like apple tv but as i said in the solo thing you know nine quid for apple tv there's not that is quite a lot of them you know yeah. i only pay 11 quid for netflix and between netflix and prime that's pretty much all i watch yeah. um and apple tv has some nice stuff but not all of the time you know they'll have a season on that i really like or whatever and yeah, I've been uh, I've been watching on uh, is it on Prime, The Wheel of Time. Yes, I've been watching that. Yes, I watched that. Yeah, I thought I thought the last series was very good, actually. Yes, the, the last uh, the last however many episodes it was. The first series um, kind of felt very sub Tolkien. Um, yes, you know. It was a bit like, oh, this feels very generic and, you know, band of heroes set off together to deal with the Dark Lord or whatever. That's right. Yeah. But it, it, it's it got a, it's settled into a whole sort of genre of its own now. Yeah. And, quite you know, enjoying it, led by it. a powerful witch, you know, it's like, oh, uh, hang on. We've got Gandalf and the Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring here. Um, yeah. But it did, it, you know, it, it, it got going. And then in the second season, it really did come into its own. Um, and I really did enjoy that. I did enjoy that. Um, the other thing I've been watching recently, and I know this is, you know, late to the game, as it were, I've been watching Only Murders in the in the Building. Oh, I haven't watched that at all. That's, it's, it's amusing. It's amusing. It's a sort of, it's a whodunit. But you've got Steve Martin and, um, oh, what's her name? The, um... She was a child star on Disney. She was in various things. She's not a child. Well, I say a child. She wasn't a child then, but like teen. Um, her name escapes me right now. But it's um, it's basically about these two old codgers and this young girl who 
start doing a podcast about a murder in their building. Um, ah, right, okay. And it's 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 really quite funny. I mean, the you know the material was quite dark, but um, it it's quite funny. Um, so I've been I've been watching that. I did I did enjoy that. Um, I guess in some ways it's in a similar sort of vein to something like the After Party, which um, I did. Enjoy. Yeah. Although the After Party's now got the chop, but um, oh, that right. doesn't. It's again not one I've watched, so I don't know. I, that doesn't surprise me. They've done two seasons. Um, both were very good, but it's only got you know it's only really got one core like gag to it, if you like. Oh, right. It's not, you know, it's not funny in that respect. I don't mean there's only one, like, recurring joke. I mean, but there's, it, it's only got one kind of hook in it, if you like. Yes. And having watched it twice, yeah. it's like, yeah, I think that's enough. It's going to wear a bit thin, you know, after that. So that's got that's got axed. Um, but not in a bad way, because each season, the two seasons stand completely alone. They're two separate murders, okay. two separate cases. Uh-huh. And um, it's kind of, its shtick has been done so um i enjoyed that and and yeah i'm now i'm watching season two of only murders in the building which is uh cool very amusing there's some good stuff in that um slow horses i'm looking forward to um yeah that sounds good i was watching both invasion and foundation and i stopped watching foundation because my wife had missed some oh right and we watched the I haven't watched because uh, I've not got an Apple subscription at the moment. I'm I haven't watched the uh, latest the, foundation. Stuff the latest yet. foundation. Um, well, I only watched like the first three, I think, and then I was going to wait for my wife to catch up, and then she hasn't. So at the moment, I haven't. <laughs> now I'm kind of debating: right. do I watch the rest of the series like on my own, and you know, she can watch it later if she cares. Yeah. Or do I sort of you know strong And the same applies to. Um, invasion and i i kind of forced myself to watch invasion because i i when it came out i really really thought it was going to be a good idea and i watched the first series and i struggled through it and was like oh god really this isn't you know it didn't really go anywhere um yeah the second season is a lot more or what i've watched of it it, it was much more um coherent and um mm-hmm. moved at a much better pace Let's put it that way. You, you, when you were watching it, you felt like things were happening, whereas in the first one, it was like, well, what's this got to do with anything? Um, <laughs> and it yes. was like 10. It, 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 it rather reminds me of, uh, I think it was for A-level, I had to read uh, A-level English Lit. I had to read uh, Far From the Madding Crowd. Uh, yes. Uh, no, it wasn't Far From the Madding Crowd. It was... Um, oh, gosh, I'm not going to be able to remember what it's called. It's got Becky Sharp in it. Oh, dear. Someone, someone will say. Someone will say in the in the chat room. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I can't even remember who the author is now. Oh, my, me and my memory these days. Oh, dear. Well, yeah. um, but, it was a long time uh, ago. But, <laughs> yes, it was when I was at school, yeah. Uh, and uh, the thing that struck me about, about the guy who was writing the, the book was that he spent whole chapters describing people's characters. Yeah. And it, it, in the end, I just didn't... Oh, I'll tell you what it was. It was Vanity Fair by Thackeray. Oh, God. Yeah. And, oh, my word. I just couldn't finish it. I never, ever finished the book. Because... <laughs> There were other things I did for. There were other things I did which I actually read the sequels to because I enjoyed the book so much, but this one was just oh impenetrable for me. 
as as you said, a little bit like you were just saying about the uh, about the video, you know, uh, you start to think, well, what has this got to do with anything? Why yeah. why are you spending all this time talking about this person? Yeah. So, and in the second one, it also—it's almost like the first season was like ten hours of setting the scene. It was like, oh, um, yeah. it really, no, you that's know, too much, too much, way too much. And I struggled through it. I forced myself to the end only to go, really? Is that you know? Is that it? But the second yeah. season's okay. a bit more together. It, so. it reminds me. It reminds me of my mother saying once. Um, uh, she loved. Uh, historical romance novels and she'd say if it doesn't grab me in the first chapter i won't read the book yeah yeah (laughs) which is fair which is fair enough (laughs) very much so i think a lot of us are like that yeah i really need to apply the 15 minute rule to films much more as well you know if it doesn't grab you in the you know if you're not really interested in in the first 15 minutes just turn it off Sadly, it's the case that some things are worth the investment in time, though, aren't they? I mean, the number of the number of series I've watched, where the first two series, you think, is it worth watching any more of this? But, uh, and then suddenly it starts to come together, and you suddenly think, oh, I'm glad I, I'm glad I finished oh, yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah, this is the yeah. you know. Yeah, this is the this is the dilemma: is do you keep pushing on in the hope that it's going to get better? Yeah, only to fi- only to find that at some point it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, God, I've but you know, it, and that's the end. Well, why did I? You know, that's eight hours of my life I'm never going to get back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh dear. That's that's why I like to hear. I like to hear what you've been watching, and I like to hear what the other guys have been watching on the uh, on the chat. Yep. Uh, because because it, you know it always gives you you think oh I might give that a try that sounds interesting. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's always interesting to see what. In fact, um, what was going on today? Somebody was talking about something they were watching. Um, entertainment gongs and brickbats. What have we got? Um, uh, Suffolk Pete was talking about uh, a BBC um, thing climbing great buildings. Um, Obviously, not a new Don, thing. Donnie, Donnie said he watched Barbie. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, somebody's got to. No, no. Yeah, he wasn't sure whether he liked it or not, but we were entertained for two hours. Well, that's, I mean, that, sometimes that's what you need, isn't it? Sometimes you just need a bit of mindless entertainment. Yes. Does it keep. <laughs> Nothing does wrong it, with that. Does it keep you entertained? Doesn't, you know, not everything has to be the greatest piece of art in the world. No, indeed. What's one of one of the things my brother used? I used to get together with my brother occasionally. We'd go and see a film because um, Maggie doesn't like the kind of things. That's this is uh, my brother's uh, wife. She doesn't. They just don't like the same kind of stuff at all. So we'd get together, and uh, I remember us going to see one of the um, uh, one of the Avengers films, and Robert coming out at the end and saying, "Well, that was a." That was a good, good fun couple of hours <laughs> with mindless fun for a couple of hours. And I said, yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. um, and Jim uh, is recommending Operation Mincemeat, which I remember being trailed and thought looked good. I don't know where that is. I'll have to look that up because I remember wanting to watch that and they were trailing yeah. that. Um, but that's about it. I've been, um, I've been lured into the new um, Starfield game on Xbox, which is uh, oh right, a massive time suck. Um, <laughs> 
it's as much a pastime as a game, to be honest. You spend hours and hours and hours doing stuff on that. So it's by the people who did Fallout 4, which is like my most favourite game of all time. So um... Right. I'm not, a, I'm not actually playing any games at the moment. Um, you know, I can nearly always find, occasionally find a... Um... Uh, a, a an iPhone game that captures my imagination for a little while, and then usually it gets to a point where they really want you to spend money, and then I stop, mm. <laughs> or I get or I get stuck on a level I can't get past, and then I think I've had enough now. When yeah. I've done it about two hundred times, that's yeah. it. I'm, that's it. I now I just delete it off the phone. Go no. on, be gone. Be gone, no, foul, foul fiend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as we like to say, be off with you before I summon a policeman. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, dear. So, there well, we go. Well, I suppose we're getting near the end, aren't we? I, oh, I think we are. We've rambled on. I was yeah. going to say, the only other thing is um, where I am, um, Storm Kieran did not um, turn out to be as bad as forecast. We were forecast to have storms and torrential rain and then more torrential rain for about another three days. And um, we did have some rain. I think there might have been yeah, a I tiny think, rumble of thunder. I think, the, I think the south coast got the worst of it, didn't they? The, oh, uh... yeah, definitely. I'm not I'm not saying it was a damp squib, because I know along the south coast, parts of the southwest, parts of um, Wales. And, and Jer- uh, Jersey and Guernsey and that area as well got hit really hard. And so did parts of um, northern France, because it basically yeah. came steaming up the channel, I believe. And Yes, 100 mile, plus 100 mile winds an hour winds so almost like a, a little mini tornado yep um so yeah not very really pleasant no i mean birmingham's been very lucky really because everything if if you followed the maps sort of like the center of the low pressure has been pretty much over 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 the midlands so you so uh, everything's the, been going on the periphery and we've yeah. been in the middle where it's quieter in the eye of the storm <laughs> i think yeah. um pretty I, much so yeah, I did look at the um at my weather app on the day it was forecast to be very bad. Yeah, and the radar map showed so, like rain swirling around East Anglia, with us sort of in the middle, not getting very much. So I think the eye of the storm might have passed across us with the rain oh, right. swirling around. You know, we did get some, but not nothing like we got from Babbitt. But of course, Babbitt came from the east. And as I yes. put in the, in the I've, I've taken to uh, I've taken to watching um, uh, the Met Office has uh, a YouTube channel um, where they do like sort of little mini deep dives, twenty minute long deep dives on the on the weather, uh, and it's worth watching if you're interested in um, in how they do the weather basically, because um, they they have lots and lots of charts showing predictive paths for the storms and. You know, they'll say this is the European model and this is the American model and this is the East East European model and they'll say and these are these are the most likely tracks. But it just shows how much of a guessing game it is really. And and all they're doing is looking at likelihoods of things happening. Oh yeah. You know, um, it's all, um... and, and hence they don't always get it right because even the models can be wrong. <laughs> so because something Something else can happen they're not expecting, you know. So whereabouts, do you know roughly where that is? I mean, I've just typed in Met Office. Uh, let me have a look in my feed. Hold on a minute. Um, I've just gone to the, you know, 
metoffice.gov.uk. Let's have a look what it is. Um, Oh, I'll tell you what. Let's have a look in my history. There'll be some in there. Uh, Let's see if I can find one. I do watch an awful lot of YouTube. Uh, Oh, how forecasts are made. Is that it? No, no, I don't think so. That doesn't sound like it. Uh, I'm just trying to find the channel. Give me a second. It's got to be one here somewhere, surely. I haven't watched one for the last few days, you see. Well, I found a page here on uh, metoffice.gov.uk and in Learn About, there's one called How Weather Forecasts Are Created and then it says, Creating forecasts is a complex process which constantly updated. And then they've got Learn About Observations Using a Computer Model to Make Forecasts. What do meteorologists do? Um, I don't know if that's... Uh, It's... I'm trying to look... So I found one. Let me see what... Does it tell you what channel it's on? Oh, it just says... It's, so it's on YouTube, and it's just metoffice-uk weather. Okay. Met. Metoffice-uk weather. YouTube. If you look on YouTube, that's the... I think that's the channel. Let me just check what the channel name is. Uh, so where do I find that out? It's here somewhere, isn't it? Uh, is it under settings? I don't normally watch it on my TV. On my, I, on my I am actually getting the music. Uh, oh, right. Um, where does it tell you what the channel is on this? Well, I've just typed in Met Office, and I've got Met, Met Office Deep Dive. Yeah, it's no, it's just called Met Office-UK Weather. Okay. <coughs> oh, uh, but they, they're, they're interesting to watch because they go, they just go into that little bit more detail about the, the upcoming weather and... Um, as I say, they'll they'll say you know this weather's being caused by, um, and they'll show maps and and they they have these screens they can draw on you know um, right. behind them. That and, was interesting. Um, and they show how the weather's being influenced by the jet stream and all that sort of stuff. So it, it if you're interested in the weather, which most Brits are, it's worth worth having a look at. Excellent. Oh, I shall give that a look. And the um the other thing I've been doing uh the last few days, which is um don't think no, it wasn't it was it was in the um it came from the it came from the um Mac and Forth Discord. Um oh. after after well, after Carl had a bit of a rant about uh, <laughs> Halloween. Um and several people said, uh actually the Halloween's a lot more um, you know, British than you might think. And somebody um, put in a link to a series, um, a podcast series called, I think it's called British Culture, Albion Never Dies. It's quite a long title, but, uh, um, and it started, they, they have someone's, they have some called Deep Dives, and there was a deep dive into Halloween, which... I thought, I'll go and listen to that, which I did. And that led me down the path of listening to some of their other deep dives, like um, Men's Wardrobe or... Um, oh, right. Um, there's one on tea, which I haven't listened to yet, um, and Christmas and, and that sort of thing. Um, I haven't listened to any of the others, only the deep dives at the moment. And the deep dives are the, the host, whose name is uh, Tom, and uh, his friend, whose name is Kane, spelled with uh, an E, so C-A-I-N-E, um, who are both long-term expats. They're both British, but they've both spent a long time in China, and um, I think they teach British, um, you know, British culture and so on to the Chinese. Um, oh, right. 
Albion never dies. Thomas Felix Crichton. Crichton? Crichton. Thomas Felix Crichton. Yeah. C-R-E-I-G-H-T-O-N. Yeah. Um, Uh British culture. Yes. British culture, colon, Albion never dies. Um, You can find it on Apple Podcasts or probably lots of other places. Um, And I found it really, you know, really intriguing. Listen. Um, lots of stuff about, you know, the history of uh, Halloween, the one about Christmas, the one about men's wardrobes, um, you know, clothing, menswear. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I found it really quite fascinating. Um, it's just these two guys talking. The only thing you will find is that they do say, that's very interesting, an awful lot. <laughs> but then again, the, con- the, the, the content is interesting. So, you know. Yeah, cool. So uh, that's worth a look, uh, you know, if you're interested in that. Um, yeah, that's uh, old oh, tattooing. That was the other one because it's about British culture. So they were talking about tattooing. Oh right, okay. Which oh, is, in- oh, yeah, that would be interesting. It is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's taken up quite a lot of my time. I must admit, I've slacked back a bit on listening to my podcast. Although I've been listening to the Verge cast quite a lot. Um, and yeah, uh, I find that I don't listen to podcasts for very much anymore. Um, I do try and fit in space for uh, Carl's yeah. show, which I do enjoy. I do, I do um, like to listen to. Um, I like to listen to the ATP when I'm in bed, but right. it does send me to sleep. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, that be- is the danger. <laughs> not not because they're not interesting. I find them, you know, very interesting bunch of guys to talk to. But um, because they tend to talk at great length, often yes. I just drift off, and then I wake up in the morning and it's I, finished. I don't, I don't know whether I ever, I don't know whether I've told you my guilty secret, but um, uh, when I used to subscribe to Don McAllister uh, and screencasts online, his his voice would send me to sleep. <laughs> I'd start thinking, "Oh, this looks interesting," and I'd start watching it, and suddenly I'd wake up and he'd be saying, "You know, his outro." <laughs> Uh, 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 but i mean i always did find him i always i mean i loved screencasts online and i've got a subscription i've i've got a he was doing a good deal on subscription um uh earlier in the year so i decided that i'd i'd go on for another 12 months and uh, do a bit of catch up on his stuff but i must admit his voice is uh He's got he's got quite a soporific voice, certainly for me anyway. Um, but he uh, does have quite a lot of other people helping him now, doesn't he? So, yes, um, he does. So um, here we go. Yeah. Just just for British culture, Albion never dies. Um, they have a weird thing. So we've got five days ago, sixty years of Doctor Who, um, two of three. So uh, bonus episode: Who is Boudicca, Queen of War? Um, silly season: A slice of UK life. Uh, celebrating Trafalgar night. Um, Albin is not enough. London is seen in the 1999 James Bond. The world is not enough. Uh, he's quite big on James Bond, by the way. You'll find a lot of James right. Bond stuff in his feed. But he also, um, there's a sort of a weird mix of stuff, I think. Uh, but he also, um, there's 150 episodes all told. Because he does, um, um, what have we got here, for example? Um, Stuff just about what's going in in Britain, I guess those are more like, you know, uh, current events. A deep dive into Gibraltar. um, Ten topics on British culture, according to ChatGPT. 
Um, <laughs> right. The Prime Minister's trousers. Why are Sunak's socks always on show? <laughs> um, what? What is Yorkshire? There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of double O seven stuff. Um, but he also, and I'm not sure if there are any, but he references them. I know. Yeah, he does. Um, so there's a deep dive in. If you if you want to find the deep dives, just go to Albion Never Dies Deep Dive. Search for that, and that will bring them up. Um, right. We've got. Um, good. There's also I'd... he does a series sort of. I think they're every other week or used to be uh, an alphabetic alphabetical series. So it's like um, don't know what A is for, but there's things like T is for T and and trains and such like. Yes. R is for royal. Um, Typically British stuff. Yeah, yeah it, because it's. Um, uh, uh, I, I would. I doubt if you can hear it on the recording, but. Um... Uh, there are loud explosions going off outside here at the moment. Okay. I'm glad <laughs> to say. Be, and that's because we're, we're recording on the 5th of November, which is uh, Bunfire yeah. uh, uh, what's called uh, locally Bunfire Night. Yes, or, um, you know, Guy Fawkes. Guy um, Fawkes Night or whatever, yes. Yeah, so um, I think I might give a go to his um, alphabetical series because um, I have enjoyed it. And there's also um, a deep dive into tea, which I haven't listened to yet. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed good. those, so they, they might be worth a look if you like that sort of thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. N is for the national, can't... you know, N is for the national health can't... service. I shouldn't subscribe to many more, otherwise I'll what? <laughs> or do nothing else <laughs> because of yeah. Luckily, because of what it is, it, it you know you don't have to feel um, that you're somehow compelled you can, to keep up with it. You can in. just dip in. So, yeah. I mean, O is for Oliver Cromwell, P is for the Prince of Wales, Q is for the Queen, um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, the, the whole load. I don't know where he's up to at the minute, but there you go. I'm sure he hasn't got to Z yet. But, um, yeah, so uh, that just – I can't remember who, who posted it. Um, anyway, it came from the Mac and Forth. Somebody posted the, the, the link to the deep dive about um, Halloween, and I listened to that, and yeah. then – got dragged in to listen to some of the other ones and i found them very <laughs> as you do as you do and i found them very enjoyable yeah. so i shall listen to some more of those i think makes a change very from good. listening to tech stuff doesn't it there we are yes right well time's ticking on and it uh, is it is i think we should probably wrap it up so uh thank you for coming on again nick uh, that was uh that's uh my pleasure as always i'm, glad, I'm glad we managed to have a conversation this week yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, after it all went horribly wrong. Never mind, never mind. These yep. things happen, don't they? So They do indeed. Uh, that's it for this week. And uh, as usual, thank you for listening. Thank you to all the people who support us in all the usual ways. And uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, of course, hopefully. And uh, yep. all things permitting. And uh, that's it for this week. So until next time, goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. 
This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. I don't know who you are, but I will find you. And when I do, you had better be listening to the Tech Fan Podcast. Because if you're not, well, you may not live long enough to regret it. Remember, it's called the Tech Fan Podcast. Listen, and you won't regret it. Essential Apple Podcast. Goodbye and thank you for listening. Well done, mate. Excellent. I thought that uh, I thought that flowed pretty well on the whole. I think it did. Yes, I think that was uh, you know yeah. good. There we are. Right, yeah. Well, I'll oh, go and get good. a bit of tea. Yep, I've got to think about what I want to do for my tea. I've also got to put a new dishwasher in. Oh, right. Well, I've got. A, there's only the two of us, and we don't have room. We had a, you know, traditionally we've had a full size dishwasher. Yeah. Um, which we had, and when we moved, obviously I've still got the full size dishwasher sitting in the shed, but you can't run a dishwasher in the shed. Right. And um, <laughs> we haven't got room for it. The kitchen here has got room for one appliance, which obviously we've got the washing machine in there. Yeah. So uh, we got um, like what they call a countertop or tabletop dishwasher. Oh, uh, yes. I used to have one of those. Yeah. It's like half size. It's sort of 500. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like 500 mil by 500 mil by 500 mil. And you stand it on the top like you would a small fridge. Um, And we bought one. We got one second hand. And it wasn't the greatest, but it was working, and it's been working. Although it, the switch was the on button was a bit temperamental, right? Um, and sometimes you'd have to open the door and slam it again to make the on switch work. And then the other day, yeah. it just wouldn't turn on, and uh, oh, it wouldn't turn on. And a couple of days worth of like randomly opening it and slamming it shut and pressing the button in the hope that it would magically come on didn't do anything. So. I, uh, when I got my cost of living payment, I was straight on Amazon and like, I need a new tabletop dishwasher. No doubt they'll be sending me. And in fact, they sent me one this morning. You might like a new dishwasher. No, I've just bought one, you idiot. <laughs> I've just did you bought not one. watch me? <laughs> yeah, did you not see me just buy it? I know I was looking at dishwashers and didn't buy one because I was waiting for the cost of living payment to come so I could fork out yeah. 200 odd quid. Thank you. I wanted to. Well, when they uh, when they fitted my kitchen, um, I said to the guy, uh, you know, normally I've got a, a tabletop dishwasher, and he said, um, so I said, but I noticed you do smaller dishwashers, and he said, yeah, they cost more. I said, yeah. what? Oh, the narrow <laughs> said, ones. Yeah. yeah. If you have if you have a, if you have a full size one, yeah, it will cost less. I said, okay, put a full size one in there. <laughs> so I've now got a full. Size dishwasher just for me. 
Well, although I must admit, I do use it a lot. And, you know, because I'm running it on uh, solar power most of the time, it's not actually costing me anything to run. So, Well, of course, the, the bonus with having a full-size one, even if you're only cooking for yourself, is you can get all yeah, your pots, you can, you can get all your pots and pans right. you in all, there. Whereas, that's right. And it, uh, it doesn't have to go on every day either. So No, whereas, <laughs> whereas with ours, with the tabletop one, it takes apparently... It says it does six place settings. Um, yeah. Which means I think it's got enough for like 12 plates and allegedly yeah. six glasses. You can't really, you know. And we drink out of mugs which don't like to fit so nicely. So, but, yeah, I know um, what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I used to have one. I used to have one that um, when I had the, my last kitchen fitted, which is a long time ago now, um, he, he noticed I'd got a desktop, you know, a tabletop dishwasher and he said do you want me to try and fit that under your uh, under your sink i said do you think it'll fit he said i think it might do just about and uh you know all kudos to him he actually managed to get it to fit under my sink so it was well out of the way as well well yeah but um but yes when i had the new kitchen i thought well i might as well go the whole hog and get a full-size one particularly if it costs less than a narrow one well to be honest um yeah i mean the countertop tabletop ones cost the same amount as money as a full size one. To be honest, yeah. There's no, yeah. you know. Well, not... I mean, yeah, you can pay anything from a, from my memory from about about two hundred quid up to about five hundred. I mean, for well, tabletop de- ones, depending how much money you want to spend. Yeah, they start at about well, exactly. Two, yeah, they start about two hundred quid, and they go up to yeah. two, 700 quid it's like really i just want it to wash the dishes you know what what what, <laughs> what do i get for the That's extra right. I 500 want, i don't want it to take, i don't want to take the, it to take the dog for a walk afterwards <laughs> well you know i might pay i might pay for that if it did but no you know it's, um, <laughs> yeah yeah no i but, i was looking and i found a great deal there was a russell hobbs one which was, oh, was mar- good, which had 25 percent off Right, and uh, yeah. I was really quite keen on getting that one, um, and that was two hundred quid because it was, you know, twenty five percent. It was about fifty quid off, basically. Yeah, but um, I couldn't deliver it for two weeks. It's like earliest delivery uh, date fourteenth right. of November, so it's like a buckeration. So I just bought a two hundred quid one as Cookology, I think, which is a yeah. Well, we we never had, we didn't have a dishwasher for. Well, Mum never had a dishwasher, and. Um, uh, it went just before we moved. A friend of Maggie's was getting rid of an old dishwasher that was still working, and Maggie said, uh, "Would you like this dishwasher?" And we said, "Oh yes, please." <laughs> yeah. And from then onwards, I've had a dishwasher. Apart from just before I had this kitchen fitted, when the when the old one died, so I was washing up for about six months, I suppose. I um, hate washing up. Which, yeah, so it. do I. Drives I'm me mad. If I was if I was organised, if I was living with a, I'm sure if I was living with a woman, she wouldn't let me get into such a mess. <laughs> well, but what I tended to do was just the stuff would just pile up and pile up and pile yeah, up, and that makes and then it eventually worse. Really. I'd think, oh, I ought to wash that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> when it starts to smell, you know. Uh, trouble uh, with that is then you have to soak it for ages because it's all got like dried uh, on yeah, right. gravy all, and yeah. breakfast cereal that's set like concrete, you know. That's true. That's uh, true. But um, right. I hate, well, I, I think I'm going to get on. Yeah. So I've got yeah. to go and pull out the um, 
unfortunately in order to fit it i have to pull out the washing machine so that i can get to the back of the unit to get the pipes. Oh, of course yes yeah, so you can get to the pipe works and stuff yeah. yeah moving the old you know the countertop dishwasher out of the way is nothing and putting the new ones nothing it's i've got to pull the washing machine out to get to the pipe work yeah be careful, mate, that you don't yep. hurt yourself. Don't hurt myself, but, you know, I can put about three <laughs> days' worth of washing up in it then and turn it on. Yes. Yeah. Right, yo. All right, mate. Have a good week, mate. Yeah, yeah see, see you later. You. Cheers, Nick. Bye. Bye.